welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a decent week here. Again, decent, not great, but it's been fine. Decent, not great, and fine. Wonderful adjectives to use for the week. Oh, thank you. It's been salubrious here <laughs> at Massive Late Fee. It is September already. September 4th, 1995. What? September 3rd? September 1st. No. Yes. No? Yes. No. Tuesday is September 1st. Is it? Yes. Oh. Are you sure? Tomorrow is the 31st. And Tuesday is the first. Why did I? I don't understand. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. Today is... The 30th. And today's technically... Yeah, okay. I got you. All right. You're sure. September 1st. It's September. Happy September. Go look at a calendar. Happy September, everyone. Happy September. As you can tell, we're not in September yet. (laughs) Because we pre-record these. Goodness gracious. Great it's balls gonna of be fire. fall. Yeah. Autumn. School is happening again. That's autumn. Uh, and the four seasons by Vivaldi. So soon we'll have to like shop for like clothes and stuff. And like. And we'll like. Yeah, like totally. Come on, man. Yeah, what do you think? I look pretty young right now, huh? Um, no younger than usual, but I mean, you did shave off your beard so I can see your baby face. My trash stash. What? (laughs) Well, I'm so young, I can't grow a full thick beard like I'll be able to when I'm an adult. Right. Or maybe I am an adult. We don't know. Anyway, that's enough faffing around. What the fuck? That's a British phrase. Okay. A lot of faffing. Speaking of Faffin, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I'm going to write about, go to RetroLateFee.com. Check out the stuff that we're that we're writing over there. I don't know if I'd say we're writing. Check out the stuff that Mark's writing, and then I occasionally manage to, you know, throw something out there. But yeah, it's mostly him. A one sentence thing. I, I, I'll get something eventually. But the I'm going to be writing about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame opening because the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is finally opening physically. It's been around since about 86. They've been inducting people since around 1986. So, you know, almost like a little, little under 10 years ago. But they now have a physical building where you can go and tour opening up in Cleveland, Ohio. And that's what I'm going to be writing about. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame should be in Detroit, Michigan. (laughs) It should. Not Cleveland, Ohio. But at least Cleveland is still fairly close to us here in Detroit. I guess. The mistake by the lake is going to host the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's ridiculous. When I think of rock and roll, I don't think of Cleveland. No, you think of Motor City. Correct. Motown. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on now. Whatever. Ridiculous. I bet money was involved in the decision Oh, maker. absolutely. Cleveland, you corrupt bastards. <laughs> but if you want to go and tour the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, 
you're going to have to make a drive to Cleveland, Ohio. And I mean, that's about it. There's nothing, you know, they're, they're, they're going to have some, if you want to, if you really want to know and you don't want to go there yet, look in the paper. They, they've, they've got some, a few little things about, Hey, they're going to have, you know, this section They're They have a mo they're going to have a Motown section. They're going to have Diana Ross and the Supremes and all that stuff, you know? It sounds awesome. Number one, 1968. I'm Love sure there'll be here. an Elvis. Uh... And now you're gone. Sure, they'll be on Elvis exhibits. Yes, I, I assume Elvis will be part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He is, after all, the king of <laughs> rock and roll, or he was until 1977. Yeah, when he died on his toilet. Although a lot of people think that's not true. A lot of people think that I don't know that Michael Jackson is a good artist. I don't. I do. I don't like him. I don't like him personally, but I like his music. Speaking of people that I know personally, Jack Kevorkian is going to stand trial. How? How can they put this man on trial? A man just murdering people who want to be murdered. Well, I mean, I, I get, I can see both sides of this. I truly can. I mean, you can't just say it's okay and turn a blind eye when someone is killing people because that gives the idea that killing is allowed but there should it's be doctor assisted there suicide. should be there should be exceptions for people who are you know terminally ill I, I agree they're terminally ill and they don't want to suffer and they write little notes that say kill me please put me in your suicide machine right <laughs> that's the problem here's the problem is kevorkian built a suicide machine <laughs> that's the problem with the whole thing Tell me about the suicide machine. It's basically just a, a series of it's like it's sort of like the the lethal injection machine, right? It's it's basically just a series of IVs and stuff like that. He can, you know, like he's got a little chair, all the IVs and stuff. Somebody sits down, he you know, puts in the IVs, he puts the sedative in so they're nice and relaxed, puts the lethal cocktail of chemicals in, and then you know they die. Don't they have to like hit the button to start it or something? They do it themselves. Yes, yeah. it's doctor assisted suicide. So that's the problem: is that he built this machine. If he had, if he had gone on and just said, "Hey, I'm going to to just allow patients to to do this to take their own lives," and just like slipped them the drugs or whatever, he could have gone on doing this for years and years and years, and no one would ever have even known. Really, yeah, probably. But I believe, I don't think he's necessarily doing this for fame. I mean, I think he's partially doing this for fame or infamy or whatever you want to call it. But I think mostly he's doing it and he built this machine and everything to bring awareness to it. Hey, this is an issue. Like he really wants laws changed where people are allowed to do this. People are allowed to to choose to take their own lives in these situations. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't say that I disagree. Yeah, I, I agree too. I think you should be allowed to. I think you should be allowed to kill yourself if you want to. But I mean, there are a lot of people who don't, who don't agree with that, and it's you know it's a bigger issue than we can sit here and figure out right now on this show. No politics, right? I mean, this isn't really politics necessarily, but politicians kind are of. kind of weighing in on this. Jeffrey Figer is putting up uh, quite a defense. You know what he's famous for. Jeffrey Figer, besides this, is his brother, I think Dave, 
Dave Figer, which just sounds made up. But his brother was the lead singer of The Knack, who had a hit in 1975 called Mama Mama Sharona. I like that song. Mm-hmm. That's his brother. And now it's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the fucking day. So thanks for that. You're welcome. Mama Speaking of things, Sharota. did you say Sharota? What is it? Sharona. What's Sharona? Sharona's a name. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> I don't think so. So, so the song's about this uh, girl that this guy, that Dave Figer used to date or whatever, named Sharona. Wow. Have you ever met anyone named Sharona? Hmm. Do you really have to think that Sharona hard? Stone. I think you're joking, but I'm not sure. Sharon Stone. Mm-hmm. I think her full name is Sharona, though. Yeah, Sharon with an A, that's all it is. Like my grandma's name is Davida. <laughs> you have a grandma named Davida and you're like, Sharona's not a name! <laughs> <laughs> How's that possible? <laughs> I guess. Wow. Alright, well, anyway. Speaking of things I can't get out of my head. The Prophecy. Ugh. <laughs> we saw... The prophecy. I'm so pissed. Yeah, are you? Well, because the the previews looked good. Mm-hmm. I was excited. I like horror movies. Yeah, and and religious based horror movies too. Yeah, exorcisms and shit like that. You love that stuff. I do. They fucked it up. And Christopher Walken. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Not in this movie. I got to tell you, I'm just a an angel. Not as loved as you. <laughs> you must know. This isn't personal. What? Those are those are direct lines. That's I, I just played part of the movie. You're so full of shit. Well, yeah, you can see me talking. <laughs> Obviously, you know I didn't. I was trying to convince them all that I that, that was actually Christopher Walken. Oh no, I didn't. Th- I, I I thought you were quoting actual lines from the movie, not that you had gotten a hold of a recording of the movie anyway anyway so tell us the dude with the red hair from uh, eric eric stoltz yeah he's he was almost marty mcfly or he was marty mcfly for like six months what they started filming back to the future with eric stoltz they wanted matthew they wanted i almost said matthew broderick they wanted michael j fox at the beginning Mm. but he was doing family ties and and they it was hard they couldn't get him they couldn't get it they they couldn't get him and so they said okay we'll go with this young dude eric stoltz and apparently eric stoltz was really method in his acting he Mm -hmm. wouldn't get out of character ever and he was taking it way too seriously like he was playing it super serious in this silly comedy with him being like uh you know, what do you mean, butthead? Or you know, like, I, I don't know. I don't like. I don't know how you deliver those lines where you're you're being gritty. But he was like being gritty, and wow. so I guess one day Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis were like, "Yeah, you're fired." You know? Like they're like this. They were like six months in, and they're like, "This is not working out." That's so, awful. So they fired him, and they had like I, I've never seen it. I don't think anyone's ever seen it. But presumably, there's footage of him as Marty McFly. I want to see it. I do too. I'd love it. I think it'd be hilarious. <laughs> but so then 
they contacted Michael J. Fox again. He was like, okay, you know, we'll, they'll, they'll accommodate me. I'll film. He filmed the um, Family Ties stuff in the morning mm-hmm. and then filmed Back to the Future at night. Oh, poor Michael J. Fox. So it was like, he's like working like 18, 19, 20 hours a day. That poor kid. Getting like four hours of sleep. Oh my God. Yeah. So anyway. Uh yeah, that's Eric Stoltz, and Eric Stoltz has been a, Eric Stoltz was in Pulp Fiction, which we watched last year. I don't remember what he did in Pulp Fiction. Oh he yeah, he sold, was the, the he wolf. sold no. no what? That's Harvey Keitel. Oh. They look nothing alike. Okay, he he did what now? He sold drugs to John Travolta, and then oh, gave yeah. him the adrenaline shot for Uma Thurman. Okay, I don't remember now. Eric Stoltz, redheaded guy. <laughs> what were you gonna say? No, I was just saying he was in this movie. He was good. <laughs> He was okay. We took that long <laughs> just to say he's in the movie. He is. But I mean, like like you said, he is very like serious. Yeah. Um I don't think it was his acting that sucked though. I'm trying to figure out exactly who's acting. He was acting. actually kind of good. Yeah. But it, it like a lot of the movie just the felt really really flat. So, yeah, one of the failings of this movie, the plot's actually not bad. It's not good. Well, no, I think the I think the initial idea the the so the initial the idea of this movie is that there you know there was a war in heaven obviously Satan and the angels and stuff they got cast out into hell all that stuff you know that story that old chestnut then there apparently was a second war in heaven once Jesus saved humanity because God put humans above angels and some angels were like the fuck <laughs> like we've we've worked for you our entire lives and existences right. what are you doing asshole and so then they start fighting him right and there's a second war in heaven and gabriel which is who christopher walken is is like the lead of that and apparently simon that's eric stoltz okay. was against him one of the leads against him So, the idea of the movie is that humans are so good at war and death and killing, much better than angels are, that what Gabriel, what Christopher Walken wants is the worst soul in the world, (laughs) and he's going to take it away from hell, because apparently, presumably, he'd go to hell. He's going to take it away from hell and bring it up to heaven with him to help fight his war. And it just so happens that, like, you know, one of the worst, or or he planned it out this way, the worst person that fits all these criteria. Because he was a colonel, I think, in uh, the Korean War, and he apparently committed all these war atrocities. He has a trunk of Chinese faces that he's cut off and saved, preserved. That's pretty gross. Yeah. So he's so he's some horrible mass murderer, but also a tactical genius. And... It's the perfect soul for uh, Gabriel to steal. So Simon gets to it. Simon somehow f- finds this out. He gets to it first. And then he gives it to a little girl because he knows he's going to die. And then it gets exercised in, by this Indian ritual and destroyed. The devil helps them at some point. Now, the reason that he's going to die is because some angel and him fought. Him and Gabriel. That was not Gabriel that he fought with. Oh, no, that was the guy that died at the beginning? Yeah, and and I've got, I mean, I have some serious issues with this. Like, he looked disgusting. Mm-hmm. He looked 
not real, like a fucking alien. Right. He had no eyes. And then, like, they did an autopsy on this weird eyeless angel dude. And they said that he's basically, like, the chemical makeup of a fetus. Right. What the fuck? And he never grew. My, My thought process was he hastily created this body. This is basically just a human body he created to inhabit so he could be on Earth. Okay. I think that Gabriel and Eric Stoltz like cultivated their bodies over long periods of time or something. I don't know. Or maybe they just stole somebody's body. Yeah, could be too. Yeah, then maybe they possessed them. But I mean, it looked like he was made of silly putty. Like his skin, <laughs> his skin like peeled away and stuff when mm-hmm. they were fighting. It was just not, it was not cool. No, the best actor in the movie was Banyan from Seinfeld. <laughs> Who plays the medical examiner? <laughs> but the no, the the bad acting was Virginia Madsen and the lead guy, the detective, and they were both really bad. Oh, terrible! And Virginia Madsen's been good in the past. I don't, I don't know what's going on with this performance, but I don't know if it's the direction. I don't know what it is, but they they are just both so stiff. It's almost like a Saturday Night Live skit at at (laughs) certain parts where they're just like, the devil came to me last night. Like, that's a line delivery. Right. In the movie. I mean, this movie has angels, demons, exorcism, fighting, wars, and I was bored. Yeah. I was bored because the people on the screen were boring. And that's the thing, is that this is an epic plot made mediocre. Yes. And if we, when the movie starts, the the general guy or the colonel or whatever he is, is dead. We should have seen him alive. Yeah. That would have connected us a little more to this story. Maybe, you know, and I don't like doing this, like rewriting plots and stuff like that. But maybe, you know, he's ever since the Korean War, he's felt this itch to kill people and stuff like that. And he starts killing people again. And everything, right? And this detective's after him because he's killing people. He's, like, becoming a serial killer. And then also after him are these two angels. Maybe we could have seen Simon and Gabriel interact a lot more. Maybe we could have seen their breakup. Instead of starting this with a with a voiceover from Eric Stoltz kind of explaining <laughs> yeah. revelation and stuff like that to us, maybe they could have... Maybe they, we could have seen them interact... And then seeing them break apart and understand their place in the story in a much more fundamental way. That would have been better than all the flashes that they were giving us from heaven, which was just angels fighting and crying and stuff. Yeah. Which the the priest dude in the beginning, he was supposed to join the priesthood. He knelt down on the ground mm-hmm. and started like hallucinating this war in heaven and screamed. And then he's like, I'm done with God. That makes no sense either. Right. Like, why would that make you not want to be a priest? I'm getting a religious vision. Oh, fuck this. Right. So weird. There's some hackneyed thing about how, like, I felt God calling me and stuff like that every day. And then when I needed him most, I like, I didn't hear him anymore or something like that. I think maybe that's supposed to represent, like, he doesn't hear God anymore. There's no explanation why he doesn't hear God anymore. Like, why God suddenly decides, well, I'm not talking to you anymore. And... Like, it just, none of it makes any sense, and none of it is fully fleshed out. Yeah. It was it was just, there was so much that just was not good in this movie. And, like, Simon is supposed to be a good guy. 
mm-hmm. the angel. But he takes this evil soul out of the body, by the way. The guy is dead, but the soul's mm-hmm. still in his body. That makes no sense either. Correct. That's why it would be better if he was alive. Yeah. And doing stuff. And we got to see the evil nature. And we got to see the only the only hint that we get that he's like a tactical genius is like when the it's in the little girl, Mary. She's every once in a while she says things as him basically yeah. like he's still alive right they go to this place and he looks around where she's going to get exercised and he looks around and he goes it's a good place you know like uh, its own water source its own food supply or whatever <laughs> right. only one entrance you know a man a man properly armed could fend off an entire battalion and it's like we get it he's a tactical genius thanks ham fists <laughs> you know I, I think that's who wrote this this movie is a dude named Hamfists. But yeah, it's like, hey, why don't you tell us stuff instead of showing us anything? Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. And so he is injured in this fight with the silly putty dude and goes and hides in a building in a school, mm-hmm. like upstairs or whatever. And this little girl comes and she brings him food and is sitting on his lap. And it's kind of creepy when the teacher finds him. Like it, it reeks of, you know, pedophilia. And, it does a lot. And she like is supposed to have gone to the teacher, but she goes back to him and he's like, Give me a kiss. Mm-hmm. Which which by the way is how he got the soul in the first place, sucking it out of the mouth, and then he the little girl puts it in her mouth. Not okay. Not a good guy. Cannot puts redeem the, yourself from that. Puts the soul in, in her mouth. <laughs> Just clarify that. Yeah, it's the soul. <laughs> well, you know, angels have a... Uh, the hermaphrodites, anyway, according to this movie. So yeah, well, that guy was. Yeah, silly putty dude. He couldn't. He couldn't choose. <laughs> yeah, it was just not not good. Yeah, it's the whole thing is very weird. Like I said, it would have been. It would have. It sh- it could have been structured much differently. It it has the atmosphere kind of of flatliners. But nowhere near the the quality of writing. No, I, I wouldn't put it anywhere near Flatliners. I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean? What? You wouldn't. So you thought it was an irreverent comedy? I, I. What do you mean you wouldn't put it as far as tone goes? What do you mean you wouldn't put it anywhere near Flatliners? This movie, while it was trying to be, was not as dark. Well, that's what I didn't say. I, I'm, I'm saying the tone was dark. The tone was trying to be. Like Flatliners. But it, yeah, but it failed miserably. Well, it fails in every aspect of movie making. Right. Even the editing is weird. Like, yes. strange editing choices. Yes, terrible, terrible, terrible. Or they're just, they're just all of a sudden, it's not like it's super choppy or anything like that, but it's just, I don't know, weird. Like, scenes are, don't end naturally, and mm. I don't know, it's it's weird. There was just nothing, like, watching the movie was like an uncomfortable experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, literally, the only thing I can say good about the movie is... Uh, it ended. That? It was about an hour and a half long. What's the guy's name again? The red hair? Eric Stoltz. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so bad with names. Eric Stoltz is acting. Even Christopher Walken did not do his best. No. He, he was pretty flat, too. He doesn't have a lot to do in this movie, though, honestly, which is another big... It's another big failing of it. And the guy that played Lucifer... He did pretty good too. He, he oh. was a, he was a scary but also like tempting talk kind about, of devil. Talk about weird names. V Vigio Mortensen. 
Yeah, that's that's quite a mouthful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, he was convincing. He was pretty good, but again, he also didn't have much to do in this yeah. movie. Yeah, he only showed up at the very end to help the good guys. Right. And that's the thing, too. It's intriguing, the idea of devils as bad guys. Or, I mean, not devil, angels. as angels as bad guys. And the devil, even if it's not for, you know, what you would call great reasons because he does he wants to help people because he's like oh i know what gabriel's gonna do and he's gonna he's gonna turn heaven into hell and i don't want that because i i want i want the franchise on hell right i want the monopoly on hell so he's like i don't you know that's that's no good so i'm gonna help you guys but yeah those ideas the ideas of as the one like really terrible actor that that is the lead of this movie for some reason says you know he's like if you look at the bible all the angels are, you know, killing somebody or he, he brings up all these things like mm-hmm. salting the earth and stuff like that. But as I pointed out, it's like, yeah, but the angels do everything like God's not like I'm going to come to some stuff, but I'm going to make angels do angels also tell Mary that she's pregnant with Jesus, <laughs> you know, like yeah. they're so angels basically do everything. It's like they're not only killers, but to his point, there are some who do bad things against you, or what you would consider bad things against humanity in the Bible. And he's like, what would it be? What must that be like? You wouldn't really want to meet an angel, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, so the idea of angels being villains is interesting. And the idea of the devil helping humanity is interesting. And way too interesting for this boring movie. Yes. I don't even know how, it's almost impressive that they made a movie so boring was such a good idea. Yes. And that's why I said the idea is good. It's a good idea. It's a good framework. Just absolute terrible execution in every, basically every aspect of filmmaking. Cinematography might be the one good thing about the movie. The And the other thing that I didn't like at the very end, and it just seemed forced because it, it made no sense and it didn't need to be in there, was the devil tried to get them to willingly go to hell with him. Yeah. That why, is weird. why would anybody do that? And he didn't even know. offer them anything, like, fantastic in exchange. Like, you know, usually you think of the devil as, like, trying to tempt you with things or making deals. He was just like, I want you guys to come back with me. Maybe he no? needed... Oh, bummer. Maybe he needed a crossroads demon for that. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though. He's just like, hey, you want to go to hell? And he's like, no. He's like, all right. Yeah, it was really, <laughs> really bizarre. I could use a couple like you. <laughs> And that's the other thing. It's like they're snuggling at the end, so you think maybe they got together, but that's not earned through the movie no. at all. Comes out of nowhere. And and like you said, maybe this should have brought back the the faith of this guy, but it didn't seem to. No. And if it did, they didn't really acknowledge it. You know, they didn't do anything with that. No, the movie just kind of ends. There's no character arc for him. No, there's no, there's no, yeah, that's the thing. There's no character arc and there's, there's, the resolution is the, the problem gets solved. The demon gets, or whatever, the guy's soul gets taken out of the little girl. She's okay. He gets obliterated by God or whatever. Some beam of light comes down and destroys his skeleton. His like soul skeleton i don't even know what the hell that is <laughs> if you're if you're gonna start a rock band soul skeleton there you, you, go. you could do worse <laughs> anyway but is yeah and then it just ends it's just over it's like okay great <laughs> the devil rips out 
what's his name's heart, Christopher Walken's heart, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't know what happens to him. I don't know if he goes to hell. I don't know if he goes back to heaven. I don't know if the war's still going on in heaven because apparently it's been raging. Is it just over now? I don't know. Well, no, it's not over. They didn't end the war in heaven. They just stopped them from getting a tactical genius. Oh, there you go. So. Yeah, very, very bizarre. And not good. No, don't see it. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. Mm -hmm. Go rent Flatliners. That's a better movie. Yeah, although I I have problems with Flatliners, too, as we talked about on our Flatliners tape. So, I love Flatliners. Listen to our Flatliners tape. Little Women. There's another good movie yeah. for that. Yeah. We also covered Little Women. <laughs> With, uh, wait, I'm going to get to this time. Eric Stoltz. Oh, wow. I did it. Good Yay. job. I'm so proud. So we will uh, we will end this episode as we end every episode, although, I mean, not for months, but <laughs> with the blockbuster pick of the week. This week at Carol. Yes. There's some choices at Blockbuster. So, the Jerky Boys, the movie. Fuck no. Absolutely no. <laughs> Did we even see that? I don't even no, remember. <laughs> I will not see that. Um. Yeah, don't watch that. Uh, Pulp Fiction, though, Woo-hoo. is uh, coming, and as is House Guest. Are you familiar with House Guest? No. House Guest is the Sinbad <laughs> Phil Hartman movie. So, Pulp Fiction, you say? Yeah. That would definitely be my recommendation. I think that's the best way to go. So, Carol, why don't you tell the people so whatever, anything you want. Check out our website, retrolatefee.com. We're still doing our giveaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and write us, latefee1994 at AOL.com. Tell all your friends. Yep. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.